0: Hello and welcome to The Secrets of Technology, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in our technology we use every day. I'm Father Cory Stika, taking over from Dom Bentinelli this week. Fortunately, Joanne Mercier is here with me. How's it going, Joanne? I'm doing well, Father Corey. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Here, you guys got a little bit of a storm going on right now, but...
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm missing Dom, so... Yeah, I am, I am
0: too. Of course, for those who don't know, he's had some problems with his house and but we we're, we're keeping him in our prayers and hopefully we'll we'll see him out here on technology the secret technology soon um, I know so. he's he's eager to be getting back to normal as well so, as you can understand.
1: Yeah, and with the storm
0: today it's not helping so. No, I'm sure not. Oh, I'm sure not. So today, you know, we're going to go back to an, a very popular trope it seems like here on secret, secret mm-hmm. technology cuz it's 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 a concern for a lot of parents especially is You know, social media, we're talking again about social media, but we're how to change how social media acts. Uh, This is based off an article um, that was in the, the Wall Street Journal recently called how to fix Facebook, Instagram and social media, change the defaults. So, you know, a lot of concern about social media is the feedback that it gives you, you know, where, you know, it. You, you post something and, of course, you sit there and wait for someone, you know, the likes and the comments and the responses. And, you know, if you post something and people like it, you're going to post more things like that and so on and so on. Well, a lot of the social media sites, you can, you can change that so you don't see that, especially for kids. You know, that, that feedback loop can be broken by doing very simple things like turning it off. You can actually turn off seeing the likes on your social media. And that's one thing this article kind of points out. Now, uh, Joanne, how much do you, do you find yourself using Facebook and all those?
1: Uh, well, I have to use Facebook for my job. Mm-hmm. So because we have, I, I work in a collaborative, for those of you who don't know, and um, we have Facebook pages and we're consolidating them into one. And I still am part of the social media group that posts you know, post stuff that has to go up there like today where you have to cancel a meeting because there's no power. Right. But so I use it for work. Do I, I'm on Twitter, but I go maybe once every couple of weeks to see if anything's interesting. I don't have Instagram. I I don't have Pinterest. Right. I never went into the other parts of social media only because I, I don't know what it is. I, I I don't want to have my life defined by knowing all these people that I've never met before. Right. <laughs> I guess, you know, they're all your friends. Well, I've never met them. Yeah. It's one thing, you know, it's one thing on Facebook because my Facebook friends, quote unquote, are a mixture of my family and people that I have met mm-hmm. throughout you know, every once in a while, I get a rogue person that wants to be my friend. I'm like, nah, you look like a Russian. <laughs> you look like a Russian bot. That yeah. isn't working <laughs> for me. But other than that, you know, I, I use it, but I end up spending a lot of time explaining to parents how they should use it. Right. Because I see the effect on the kids.
0: And that, that's the important thing about this, you know, this, this article. But what, what we want to talk about today is, you know, what these social media do. And, I, you know, I'm. Mm-hmm. I've really been pulling back from social media. I'm not on. I I am on Facebook, but I check it extremely rarely. I still have my Twitter account. I probably should just deep six it and yeah, you know, nuke it from orbit and never look at it again because I find Twitter to be one of the worst. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Snapchat or TikTok or whatever the cool thing is this week. You know, I've Ugh. got a couple other you know groups and actually, I, I spend more time on good old fashioned web forums. For a couple of, you know, special interests that I have mm-hmm. than I do on anything like a Facebook. Matter of fact, the only reason I really keep my Facebook account is it is the messenger is a very convenient way. The actual messenger app on That's your phone true. is very, very convenient for communicating with others. But it really, I'm actually considering those who I want to communicate that way, telling them, here's you. you got my phone number. Text me, mm. you know, just use good old fashioned text messaging. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I just had a cousin leave Facebook and you should have seen the people that were, well, how am I going to get in touch with you? It's. so she's like, just ask me for my phone number. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a foreign concept. Email.
0: <laughs> yeah. Email is good. Email still works. Yeah. Email still works well. And, you know, and like I said, text messaging, I'm not, I'm not a big one in Millie for actually talking on the phone, but that's only because, you know, I prefer the quick, you know, dash off a text message or an email than talking on the Mm. phone, but that's just, that's just me. But, you know, still there are ways we can communicate that doesn't require big tech, like at least the big, big, big social media might be a better way to put it.
1: But, you know, I do, I do have a friend who is moving to a foreign country Mm -hmm. um, in January and I, and we do have to find some of those other resources to use, you know? So we are looking at, I believe it's WeChat. Okay. I want to say that's the one we're looking at because, if FaceTime or something like that causes one or both of us to have to spend oodles of money, mm-hmm. you know, talking to each other from Europe to America, then we're going to try to use something that kind of spans the globe. Right. And but that's the only reason why I would use it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not that cool Yeah. <laughs> anymore. I am not that cool.
0: Yeah. Well it's, it's it's kind of frustrating because social media had so much promise when it came out. I mean, you remember when Twitter and Facebook was really kind of getting started and it was a way that you could communicate with people very easily. You could talk mm-hmm. about what things are going on in your daily life, your interests and everything. And as the algorithms came in, it started siloing people. It really, yes. you know, it, it really developed echo chambers. And that that's that's one of the concerns this article brings up is these algorithms hmm You start curing more from people who agree with you and less from people who disagree with you. And, and sometimes that's not a bad thing, but it's led to the situation we have today where you if you have someone who disagrees with you, you just cut them out of your life. You know, and they're they're haters and they're evil, and you know, and, and you see it in the political sphere, you see it in the church, you see it in You know, all these different groups where instead of, you know, I know we disagree, but we can still be civil about it. Mm, It's mm -hmm. If you disagree with me, you are personally attacking me is what it's really led to.
1: I I don't take that tack at all, but I will snooze people if they're starting to get a little too politically motivated. Right. In their posts only. Oh, but only it's going to take me a while to do it. I just did it recently Mm -hmm. because I kept seeing misinformation. Right. So much of it that I was like, you know what, you got to go to you got to go to sleep for 30 days because yeah. I need to put you in time out and just and, and, not and the, right
0: now. And the sad part is they probably don't even realize they're posting misinformation, even with you know the no. fact checkers, because the fact checkers checkers are notoriously horrible. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't realize they're posting misinformation. They think what they're posting is a response to misinformation coming from other people and other right. sources.
1: Right. You know? But what bothers me big time about the algorithms is the fact that it asks you, who do you want to see posts from first? Right. And I have starred all these people I want to see posts from first. And it gives me everybody else. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, you've just asked me, who do I want to see?
0: Exactly. These are the people
1: I want to see. And I also want to see my recents first. I don't want to see what you want to send me. I want to see my recents, you know, what's yeah. going on in the timeline.
0: Well oh, yeah. I, I I love that where, and I, that's one of the things that kind of led to me saying I'm done with Facebook is I'd see you know, someone post an article or post a comment. I'd respond and then I'd look and see they posted this two days ago, three days ago. Why do I need to see this now? You know, so I mean, there, there's lots of these complaints. Um hmm and, you know, you mentioned you talked to parents about, you know, what it does to kids. You know, mention a little bit, you know, kind of what you tell them.
1: Oh, basically what I say to them is, number one, if your kid is under 13, they have no reason to be on Facebook mm-hmm. or on Instagram or any of that. But that doesn't translate. Right. Oh, but my kid, you know, but I'm on my kid's Facebook page. I said, yeah, no matter what age, you should be on your kid's Facebook page. Mm hmm. You know, because if you're not and they don't want you there, there's a red flag. Yep. Okay. If your kids don't, I mean, it's not just the, I don't want to be seen with my parents. No, I'm trying to hide some crap from my parents. So I don't, you know, (laughs) you've got to, you've got to know what's going on, but also they don't know how to use the product itself for themselves so they don't know how to find the parental controls or the controls period that they could use on their kids Facebook page and say until you are a certain age then I want these things off right I mean um, I believe still that you can turn off geolocation Mm -hmm. you don't want anybody to know where your kid is you know your 14 year old kid I mean, yeah. yeah. If the kid gets off the wrong bus or something, you want to find the kid. But then I don't think half the parents would know how to use that in that respect. Right. But they they just don't understand the platform well enough, correct, to be able to secure it for their child.
0: In, in both the social media platform and the phones themselves, you know, this article focuses on um what the the, the you can do within the app itself, within Instagram, mm-hmm. within Facebook, within Twitter. But the phones themselves, like you talk about geolocation, you Mm -hmm. don't have to rely on Facebook or Twitter or WhatsApp or whatever having that option. All you have to do is go into Android or iOS settings and say, do not allow this to use the GPS done. And there is nothing the app can do to fix that, you know, especially if if you've got parental controls. But yeah, then it but screams
1: at you, we can't give you the best service unless you exac- have that on.
0: Exactly. And, you know, and if you've got parental controls on the phone itself, mm-hmm. that can solve that problem as well. Yes. You know, so the kid can say, well, I want to use this. Oh, what's the password? Uh, can't no. log it in. Can't do it. <laughs> so, you know, one thing. So one thing parents need to do is go and look at the settings. And of course. It's frustrating because they bury them under so many layers of options. Mm-hmm. Yes, you go into settings for Facebook. You know, like the article points out first, you can turn off likes and view counts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can turn that off. It is an option, but you gotta do the little uh settings icon, whatever it looks like. I guess it yeah. I, I don't use Instagram, but it talks about the, the, the head icon, which I'm assuming is your little Avatar icon, I guess settings, privacy, posts, and then like and view counts. I mean, that's mm. four steps just to get to the option, right? To turn it off.
1: Well, and they talk about the the recent on the Facebook as well. You mm-hmm. know, I love I love the line. You know, the despite company efforts to improve it, the setting on my iPhone is still more buried than tulip bulbs. Yeah, that is perfect because you can't. F- I mean, I look for it. All the time, and that's the first thing I hit. Exactly, I, I will. I don't want to look at my Facebook page unless I'm looking at what's the most recent. Right, and then I'll go backwards because you get caught, like you said, more than one time responding to somebody. Yep, and it's like four days later, and you're like, they're not reading that; they're past it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They'll get the, they'll get the notification. They'll kind of oh cool next, you know. And and, and again too is it, while the article focuses on. What you can do within the stores. And you can do the, You can turn off reactions in Facebook as well, although how many people actually know that? How many mm-hmm. people know you can turn off reactions? How many people know that you can set, you can go through and you can tweak the algorithm because the algorithm, you go in, and I don't even remember where it is, but it's so deep in the bowels of Facebook. I think it takes half an hour just to find it. Probably. There's an option where you can look at, here's the silos Facebook has put you in. You know, you are a, you know, in my case, a male who's in his 40s, who's interested in this, who's a computer Mm -hmm. geek, who's this, this, this. You can tweak those. Now, whether or not the algorithm listens to that or not is another story. We don't know that Mm -hmm. because, of course, you know, the algorithm is more tightly guarded than Area 51. But, (laughs) you
1: know, I would agree with that, by the way, you know, because while you're you're saying all this, I'm looking in the menu to find where the settings are and boy is it buried already yeah. so even if you go to your what I call the Hollywood squares mm-hmm. um, and you try to find settings it is so difficult to find setting
0: yeah it's it's in there but it's it's like one option mm-hmm. and then they'll have an app setting and a general setting for Facebook and mm-hmm. you know and then once you're in there you've got a whole menu of settings for privacy but privacy might not be the same as security and mm-hmm. it might not be the same as what you're seeing you know and it it's I I I hate to say it, but I, I think these, these social media purposely make things as obscure as possible to yep get people to just give up. Yes,
1: exactly. And I don't.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that, that's <laughs> something parents need to do is they need to educate themselves on these Correct. tools, how to fix it, you know, how to, right. how to change options on their kids, how to restrict kids from it. I, I mean. I'll be honest. I'm. I am getting to the point of the best thing parents could do is delete mm-hmm. their kids' social media accounts. Period. They do not need it. It's, you know, it's. This is so funny. Is this is just the same argument that was made twenty years ago when smartphones were starting to come out? Mm-hmm. Parents, oh my kids! You know, my kid needs a cell phone in case he needs to call no, no us. Doubt. Funny, your school has phones. Mm-hmm. You know, there. We, we, we got this problem taken care of. When I was a kid. 30-some years ago, 40 years ago, we could just go to the office and use the phone at the school to call home if right. we needed to. The the school would allow us to do that. They still allow kids to do that today.
1: Mm-hmm. You you have no idea, like 20 years ago when I was teaching, how many cell phones I confiscated. Oh, yeah. Or how many cell phones would be going off in the lockers mm. during class, yep. and nine times out of ten on the other side of that phone was a parent. Yeah. Wasn't their friends calling each other, the parents calling them?
0: right, you know so they and, don't and now have to call the office. and now, now kids, of course, they, they're, they're doing their, their whatever platform they're using today, TikTok or whatever, in the classroom while the teachers you know teaching you mm. know, and when they should be paying attention. <laughs> you know
1: I so can't imagine I can't imagine now what teachers are going through
0: oh, with all I, that technology. You know, and of course they've got the technology, the kids have the technology there too of, you know, they get the the iPads or the, the, the Chromebooks or whatever the school issues them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, you know, so it's, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, kids need to know technology. I, I, I think schools can do a lot more to help kids understand technology better. Right. And that's, that'd be another conversation for another day.
1: Right. But I but, think you're correct, Father, when you, when you said that parents just need to not give them this technology right. at this point. Right. Again, Facebook, I think most of these, Facebook, Instagram, say you have to be 13 years or older. By law. And par- Right. And parents are signing up these kids at age 7, at age 8, at age 10, and mm-hmm. just lying for their kid. So what is that teaching them?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it, it is, I don't know if people realize, but there, was, there have been several laws passed here in the United States and in Europe that have required that you must be at least 13 years of age or older to be on these social media. And mm-hmm. that, cause I remember there was, was it but five, 10 years ago, there was actually a big purge of these media where they went through and they deleted accounts that were younger than that, just gone. Right. And because otherwise they would get sued massive amounts of money per account. And which of course for Facebook would still be a drop in the bucket, but that's another story, you know, Facebook <laughs> and Google True. and all them. but,
1: True.
0: um, but parents, need to be like you said they need to be on their kids accounts mm-hmm. they need to be watching their kids accounts if they their kids have them they need to be restricting them. they need to be using the parental controls and the biggest problem with the social media is it's so addictive that's why these kids are on it all the time that's why they've got the tiktok accounts and everything and why there are so many problems kids are having because of these account these these uh the social media
1: oh yeah uh, you know. Uh- I've explained to parents before when that when we were kids, we could leave the bullies at school. Mm-hmm. We left the bullies on the playground. We left them at school. Home was a safe place. Yep. Not anymore. Exactly. Not when the technology is in your pocket, y'all. Yep. You yep. know it's it's in your pocket, and they're always there texting, it TikTok. You know whatever they're doing. You know we, yeah. we chat, Whatever they're doing. Messenger. They're always able to get to you,
0: exactly. Because parents
1: haven't taught them to shut it off. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And this is a true story. Um, My collaborative has doesn't have a regular phone system. It has a system called Grasshopper, Mm. which is over the internet. Yep. It, It came out of the pandemic, and someone called me the other day, and they transferred it to my extension. And the person on the other end, when the, I was talking to the person, I said, oh, give me a minute. I said, I just happened to be running out during lunch because I'm working at home. And this person was flabbergasted that they called my office and was sent to my home. Right. Now, the point I'm trying to make is this person says to me, isn't it? Don't, don't you find that a bit annoying? <laughs> and I said, no, because I know how when and how to turn it off. Right. We can do the same thing with social media, but kids have not been. A, a kid wants to be liked and loved and accepted and affirmed, and I get that. Yep. But a parent needs to be able to say to a kid, "If somebody's bothering you, you the a need to tell us, mm-hmm. and b you need to turn it off. Right? You know, you need to block the person. You need to know how to do all those things. But these kids aren't getting that message.
0: No, you know, and especially, and it it's frustrating when you see little kids that are being entertained the whole time with an iPad or they're learning early on. You use these devices all the time. And then the kids are getting the smartphones and they're not putting them down. They're not, they're not being taught. You know, I honestly wonder how many parents basically take the phone away from their kids on a regular basis. Like say like nightly, like for supper or homework or, you know, actually schools, a lot of schools aren't even doing homework anymore.
1: I'm going to venture a guess and say less than 10%.
0: Mm -hmm. And I might be right. You know, I mean, mean, it's been a concern for a long time of families not getting together for a meal. Just Mm -hmm. flat out saying six o'clock is time for meal. I don't care if there's sports practice. I don't care if there's, you know, this event or that event. You will be home at six o'clock for supper. And holding the kids to it. You know, and I I know for a fact that's not happening for a lot of kids, even in a small town here, because at six o'clock, they're probably just finishing up practice parent if they don't have their own car parents go pick them up and they grab something to eat for the on the road and go you and know that the parent
1: the parent is probably in the gym or yeah. shopping or the, so the parent's not home either exactly nobody's
0: home exactly you know so it, these kids are not learning how to turn off that technology No, how to just leave it alone put it you know set it on your your headboard and leave it alone and walk away you know and and don't you know and that that's that's the biggest thing parents could teach.
1: But and going going
0: back, going back to the social media, though, you know, it, it's it, 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 helping kids understand how to manage it as mm-hmm. well. And again, that's that's one thing, learning how to do the different settings within there as a parent, you use you, yourself taking your your Facebook account, your Twitter account, learning how it works mm-hmm. and then doing it for your kid. And locking yeah. your kids so that they can't change it.
1: And a pro tip for that is your best bet to getting to these settings is through a web browser. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to see all of them on a web browser than it is in the apps themselves. So if you go to a web browser, say for Facebook, and you're on your, you know, you're in your Facebook page, just go all the way over to the right with the down Mm -hmm. arrow that says account. And you go to settings and privacy and yes, there are 20 million things there. Figure it out. Look at everything. Yep. You'll be surprised at what you find.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the other thing to learn is how to turn off notifications on your phone. That that's too. the biggest thing. You turn off notifications. You turn off geolocation. There are so many options that you can get rid of that will make your life easier. Um, that's one thing uh the... Uh, the Catholic apologist Matt Frad has been really pushing is how to get that 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 I have to have the phone in my hand mm. and I have to be connected all the time. How to get away from that? He's actually gotten to the point where he, I think you could call it a smart dumb phone. Smart, it's called a wise phone. Okay, where where it is very basic. I mean, the most advanced option it has is maps. Oh, so wow. it looks like a smartphone. It's it's a you know a full full screen you know what they call it, chocolate bar type phone. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have web browser. It doesn't have an app store. It doesn't have Facebook. It's just got texting. It's got phone. It's got a clock. It's got a um, calculator. Like I said, it's got maps. And that's about it. You know, and it's it. I, I think that's maybe a little bit to the extreme, although I think for his personality, he's kind that he needs that. But I think for a lot of people, just going into your notification setting in and both Android and iOS can do this and either making it so it's silent, so it doesn't immediately flash on your screen every time you mm-hmm. get a Facebook message or even just turning it off completely. Right. And it's very easy to do, but you just got to learn for your phone how to do it.
1: But you know what? I don't know if it's a generational thing or not. Matt Fratt is, I would say, a millennial. Yeah, he's Millenial. a little younger
0: than me. Yeah, so he'd be a millennial. Yeah.
1: So you'd be a millennial. They grew up with that. Mm-hmm. To someone like me who didn't grow up with that, who went through the phase of, yes, I have to have everything with me all the time. Right. I'm I'm in that phase now where I can just, I'm, I can just sort of, if something comes through because of work, I look at my watch and say, okay, I'll check that later. Yep, and and that's it, and I'm done. Yeah. And yes, I did go through. I, I'll admit, <laughs> that mm-hmm. being that you know, for a little while there, I was one of those little atticky people who, oh, yeah, you know, would had to jump on it every single time. But you just get to a point of this needs to work for me, right? Not me work for it. Exactly. So when you when you change that attitude. And I don't know, I, maybe I'm a Pollyanna thinking people can just change that attitude. But if you don't, but if you teach your children that attitude from the beginning, mm-hmm. this works for you. Right. You're not a slave to it. Yeah. That would probably change a lot of behavior or not get the behavior started.
0: Right. Because Worse. you're
1: learning how to use it in the proper way.
0: Yeah, I recently saw a video which we won't link to because it's somewhat political, um, and it, it, it's it's coming from a certain political view that some of our listeners might not agree with. And, but I think this person made some very good points that things like TikTok, because there is such the instant feedback, is mm-hmm. starting to, and it, it's based off of, if I remember right, some surveys and some some uh, re, re, you know peer reviews and peer reviewed uh, research and stuff like that mm-hmm. that. There are actual mental illnesses that people, especially younger, Mm -hmm. like teens and 20s, are taking on, like, you know, um, like ticks, you know, like, uh, um, was it uh, Tourette's, you know, how they'll they'll have, like, ticks. People are actually starting to take that on as a a mental illness that they don't actually have. Oh, wow. Some of the issues with um, gender identity that have become so strong in the last, Five, 10 years are because they see people on social media getting support for being, you know, non-binary or strange, you know, pronouns or trans trans this and trans that. And a lot of it is they don't actually have the mental illness behind that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, they
0: they don't actually have gender dysphoria, for example. They don't actually right. have Tourette's. They don't actually have but because they can learn that behavior and put it out there, mm. it's starting to feed that. And that's because these kids were never learned how to get away from that. And so they're getting the response they want from the social media. I get it. Okay. So it's it's so it's a real it's a real concern with this media. So I, I the biggest thing I think if there's anything we you know we can say to parents is you need to be watching very closely what your kids are doing on that phone. If they have a mm-hmm. phone with social media, you need to be watching. It. You need to be locking it down. Yes, especially if you've got a teen. That yep. Kid, that kid is gonna fight you. That kid's gonna get upset. That kid's gonna throw a temper tantrum.
1: Still I don't think it's to do even it. teenager. I think it's middle schoolers.
0: Yeah, middle schoolers too. You know, but
1: yeah, usually in elementary, the kids go oh, they'll be upset, but they'll stuff. get away with it. But. Right, but when you get to middle school and they're starting to act out and they want that affirmation from friends. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's even teenage at this point. I think we're down to middle schoolers. Well, middle school's kind
0: of early teen, but yeah, same kind of idea. But it's, it's parents need to be giving limits to their kids. And parents need to learn for themselves. All of us need to learn for ourselves. Because, again, exactly. you know, we, we talk about these these silos and this echo chamber that so many of these social media can become mm-hmm. and YouTube can be just as, is just as bad because these algorithms really feed into each other. And, yeah. they, you know, yeah you because know, it, it's frustrating where you watch one video on YouTube and all of a sudden you got 20 recommendations for similar videos. No, I was just interested <laughs> in this one video. Yeah. I want to go watch this stuff instead, you know, but <laughs> that's I, another. And,
1: and, and well, I've got to admit and I've got to admit. To the to the man that I love and live with, who used to complain about my consumption of you know iPad and and iPhone mm-hmm. material, he is now sitting there watching YouTube at night. Oh yeah,
0: because
1: he gets one last night. It was an eighties you know uh, music videos all night. Oh, I was that's like, great. Really? That's great.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd love that. But I, oh, I,
1: it's it's great. But this was the man who complained. You I never to put your iPad down. Oh. <laughs>
0: Okay. I, I made the, mis- the mistake of finding out that Bar Rescue, the TV show Bar Rescue, has a bunch of YouTube clips. Oh, and of course, no. they're all being recommended, which that's that's one of those shows that's a very guilty pleasure. I mm-hmm. really shouldn't watch it, but it, it's so fun to watch sometimes. It's just that reality TV. But, anyways, you know, we're rabbit <laughs> Let's trailing. Let's not here. go down that but, route. But at it, it kind of shows the problem with a lot of these social media. It does, though. Mm-hmm. Is because it does get that, you know, that pleasure center of the brain. It gets the endorphins going. It gets you, oh, I got to watch another. I got to watch another. I got to watch another. Mm-hmm. Got to do another. Got to do another. Oh, I'm getting great response. I'm getting great response. Oh. And, and, and it's it, it really is a learning process. And, you know, maybe it is sometimes taking the extreme of saying, no, I'm, I'm going to get rid of my smartphone. I'm going to get off of these social media. Some people need to do that. Yeah. Others, it's just learning how to, to, to use it, to tweak it, to get it to mm-hmm. work the way you need it. Needed to one complaint I do have about this article I just want to bring it very briefly is that last half of it is all about here's what the law you know the lawgivers the uh, uh, what the, the legislative bodies here in the United States are doing here's the laws they're trying to pass and it's like that's not the option that's not the answer it needs to be personal responsibility there's only so much our government can do it ultimately comes down to our each of us learning how to use this social media.
1: Yeah. You know, we need to be in control of this, not the government. Yeah. I mean, the government, yes, has to look over some aspects of it and to make sure that it's not a threat. I'll I'll use that term, but no, we need, we are human beings. We like to have control over other things, you know, in other areas right now, which I won't speak of because then that will get us down another rabbit hole. But Mm -hmm. This is where we need to take control over it again. Right. These devices, these technological advances are not to overtake us, we are to control them and use them right for the good. That's what we should
0: be doing. It, it's interesting. Dom found a, a quote from the U.S. Supreme Court in uh, 1925, it was the, the case of Pierce versus the Society of Sisters. And in this decision by the Supreme Court again, in a uh, hundred years ago almost. The child is not the mere creature of the state those who nurture him and direct his destiny have the right coupled with the high duty to recognize and prepare him for additional obligations and that really Ooh. that really echoes what the church say I, I I should have thought of I should have gone to the catechism because I know the catechism has, has some great insight on you mm. know the role of parents in raising children but think of the baptismal rite. when when children are brought to me as a priest, are brought to the church to be baptized. That There are multiple times where the priest tells the parents, you have an obligation here now with this child. Kind of the clearest one is after the baptism, the the godparents are given the the baptismal candle and they light it off the Easter candle and the priest says, receive the light of Christ. Parents and godparents, it is your responsibility to raise Mm -hmm. this, to keep this light, Shining brightly. I should have grabbed, of course, my baptismal book is right behind me. You're doing me, quite
1: should, well. Keep going. You know,
0: you know, I've done it enough, but you know, <laughs> right. to keep the light of Christ shining brightly in this child's life, to raise them in the faith. Mm-hmm. Again, that's paraphrasing the baptismal rite. The church is very clear. It is not the federal government, it is not the state government, it is not the county, it's not the school that is to raise the child. It's you. Right. And, you know, you need to be raising them in the faith. You need to be raising them how to be moral you need to be raising them how to use these technologies well
1: right exactly and see and and sometimes i i want to shake parents and just say look you're willing to go to bat for your kid on a whole bunch of other things you Mm -hmm. need to do there you need to do it here too don't just say i have no idea how this works learn how it works
0: and there there are tools out there i know we've talked about some of this stuff in other secrets Mm -hmm. of tech they're out there um there's lots of sites. There's lots of pages on. Um, there's lots of tools out there for parental controls. It's out there. Just learn how to use them. Exactly. So I, I think we've we've kind of beat that subject into the ground pretty okay. well. But because we, we've of course, and we we have talked about some of these this things before. You can go back through. You know, uh, if you go to sqpn.com slash tech and you look through our back catalog. Not just Joanne and I, but other other panelists have talked about some of these these issues when it comes to technology. Um. So go ahead and uh, go take a look at that. I think you'll find a lot of really good stuff to help you. Before we go on to our headlines we want to talk about this week, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who made it possible for us to create the secrets of technology. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows we have here at StarQuest. You can join them by going to sqpn.com slash give. And join our patron campaign. So, a couple of headlines we want to go through. Uh, first one, you know, many many of us have dealt with the the big big cable, the big cable companies, the big internet companies, and and there's certain ones like Comcast that's got a reputation of being particularly horrible. But Spectrum, another one, um, has joined that list. The headline is "Renew with us or your credit score suffers." Spectrum warns, and this is it's out of the Los Angeles Times. But I I, I saw another video. There's there's a lawyer online who a YouTube video who talks about this. Uh, another one is "Renew your service or you'll trash your credit score." Spectrum tells ex customer, and what happened was this this gentleman in the Los Angeles area received a letter from Spectrum, the cable company, cable internet company, Spectrum that mm-hmm. said, as a one-time courtesy, the company will cancel debt it claims he owes and will stop reporting him to credit agencies as a deadbeat. The problem is, <laughs> he canceled his Spectrum account years ago and doesn't owe them a penny. <laughs> so, it oh sounds my. like what happened is this company has a letter they send out to people who maybe... uh have a debt, you know, mm-hmm. let's say they they got the account, you know, they got an account, they're using their service and they aren't paying for it. So eventually the company cuts off their service. This mm-hmm. is the letter they sent, they sent to them saying, hey, you know, if, if you want your credit score to be better, you know, pay your debt. Or at right. least, you know, work will work with you to get your debt, you know, either absolved or paid off or whatever. And then it will help your credit score. And of course they do the, you know, well established credit history will allow you to qualify for lower mortgage rates better chance of obtaining credit card etc et etc cetera, et cetera. you know the whole routine ah oh. and 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 I like the I like the uh the point this article, this columnist said maybe it's just me but that is a sopranos type ring of you made a nice life for yourself it'd be a shame if something happened to it
1: huh, you know these companies are getting so greedy I, I I've got to use it they, they're getting so greedy that even though they have a lot of customers and are making a lot of money. Bottom line, even though they want to cry poor mouth, right? Um, that they have to resort to tactics like this in order to get more customers. I'm sorry, that really fries me.
0: And I I, the only thing you I have to think do, of, do that. Only thing I can think of what happened is somewhere there was a glitch in a computer system and it sent out this letter to a guy who shouldn't have gotten it
1: i would like to think that, but I'm gonna be a little bit more um jaded and say no. what they're trying yep. to do is just you know anybody who they want to get back they're gonna start using strong on tactics and yeah and
0: it's it's not again appropriate. it's it's so frustrating with these big companies that there isn't any kind of common sense in them to have you know more personal connection to the people they 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 serve you know through uh mm-hmm. through a customer service or whatever. But then, yeah, you get stuff like this where they they send a letter where it's basically like, you know, you sign up with us again or we're going to hurt you. And the interesting thing (laughs) is he mentions this guy looks like he's got really good credit. You know, this is one of these guys who's responsible. Mm -hmm. He said he had like one late credit card payment when he was on vacation a year ago or something like that, which, you know, I I can't imagine what that's like. I've got plenty of late payments on this and that, you know, I'm I'm not always the most responsible in, in making my payments. Uh,
1: you know, most people are very good at it. And most people miss every once in a while. And yes, you get the nasty gram, as my husband calls them. And you, you know, you go back. I've missed payments sometimes just because it it fell on the wrong time on a calendar month. And I just let, you know, forgot about it. But what even gets me with this article is it said it specifically encourages him to sign up for Internet service at the introductory rate of forty nine ninety nine a month for the first 12 months. And then it jumps to seventy four ninety nine, which bait and switch bait and
0: switch. They do it all the time. And of course, you look, you know, oh, yes, you just get this nice letter of here's how much it costs. And then in the, you know, like fourth point font after 12 months, the rate will increase. Right. I mean, you literally have to have, have a, if you don't have perfect vision, you have to use a magnifying glass to read the, the mm-hmm. small font on the back of the page or whatever.
1: It's it's the perfect bait and switch. Yeah. And they're still doing it. And I'd like, I would love Congress to go after that kind of right. stuff, because I think all it does is it makes people sign up for things they don't want. And then some of them do default because they can't afford
0: it. Exactly. You know, so it
1: perpetuates the problem that it's trying to supposedly not have happen.
0: Right. You know, you might be able to afford $100 a month for this great cable package with internet and phone, but they might not be able to afford $200 a month. Right. Once it goes up, you know, and that's what I was talking, actually was talking with my dad a few weeks ago and he was saying, yeah, they've got cable and phone and internet. I think it's through Spectrum. Yeah. And they're paying upwards of $200 for the whole package. It's like, ooh, you know, I've, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm paying a hundred a month for for Starlink, but that's only because the other options here aren't that great. But it's, it's frustrating with these companies where they they do this and they've done this for years. You know, I had Direct TV mm-hmm. for quite a few years, and they did the same thing every year. The price went up, and the price went up, and the price went up, and I went from fifty dollars a month for Direct TV to well over a hundred dollars a month before I finally canceled it. And, you know, and it's it's the the. I don't know these. These companies seem to be making a lot of money, but they also seem to be jacking everything up.
1: And right now, and my my husband always says, and they'll jack it up, and they'll say it's because of COVID that all of this is happening. And then once the pandemic is over, they won't bring the price down.
0: Right. And, and so it's a money grab. And so I, I'd be watching. You know, if you've got some of these companies, you know, like Spectrum, watch. You know, if you get a letter like this, take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, according according to this gentleman who got the letter he it doesn't show up on his credit report there's nothing it's not they're not reporting him for late payments or anything like that but keep an eye out because you know credit i hate to say it but our credit score can affect a lot of things in our life yes it can not ju- and it's not just about getting loans so um keep an eye on it keep these companies keep vigilant that they don't pull stuff like this
1: and and take a look at your credit scores at least once a year
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very much so. And the nice thing is there are some credit card companies that will show you your numerical score. Like mm-hmm. every month you can go and look at on your statement, it'll show what your current score is. So right. keep an eye on that because if it starts going down, that could mean there is something on your credit report that needs to be looked at closer. Right. Um, mistakes do happen. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's a good thing to keep an eye on.
1: Yes, higher numbers are good, lower numbers are bad. Yep. Just
0: yep. know exactly. that about credit you've, scores. You you've seen all the commercials and you know. Um on a kind of more interesting note, uh Beethoven never finished his tenth symphony. Computer scientists just did. Oh no. So this is this is getting into the AI, the artificial intelligence. You know, um more and more places people are trying to use artificial intelligence to fill in gaps or to do things, you know, try to get artificial intelligence to think like people. Um coming up here. In a couple of weeks, there's going to be a live. I think it's actually been recorded. I, th- I think it's it's pre-recorded, mm. but it's going to be released. Where some of the actors of Stargate SG One and Stargate Atlantis are going to read an artificially intelligent, create, AI created script. They're going to do a, a site a Ooh. table read of this script, and it sounds like it's completely bonkers. Is, is what the mm-hmm. reports are saying. Well, in this case, they. Beethoven died while writing his tenth symony, symphony. Of course, you know people know his ninth symphony, his fifth symphony, very famous. Those are probably his two most famous symphonies. Mm-hmm. Of course, he, he was a very very prolific uh, composer. Mm-hmm. You know, hundreds and hundreds of pieces to his name. Well, he he died as he was he was taking notes about his tenth symphony. So he had little right. scribbles, you know, little snippets. They took these snippets and they put them together to create this symphony. And then a, a, a symphony orchestra played it
1: the musician in me is crying crocodile tears right now over this you can't do that okay most of the greatest composers have left unfinished works for a reason now Mozart left unfinished works on the Requiem and and one of his uh apprentices finished it we all know that Bach mm -hmm. left unfinished work and Beethoven's ninth with that ode to joy in it that was definitive of yep. beethoven's legacy why would you want to mess with that other than the fact that you can why that's it, basically with that? what it
0: is it, that's basically what it is this is the you know the the, the famous line from jeff goldblum you were so concerned about whether or not you can do it you never stop to think about whether or not you should
1: exactly
0: you know parap- exactly. paraphrasing but you know it's
1: but you're so not going to get his... anything more. I mean, this was Scribble. Any musician, I mean, I mean, I've Scribbled as a musician. You yeah. know, i have wanting to do harmonies on stuff, and you sit there and you go, nah, I would never do that again. No, that doesn't work. You don't want to put those together and say, yeah. this is a Beethoven work. Beethoven's yeah. probably rolling over in his grave saying, leave me alone. <laughs> Roll Gee. over Beethoven. Exactly, I, mean, that a song I said the that 50s. purposely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... It, it... You, it, the article talks about, and I'm, I'm sure Dom will have it in in the show notes. Mm. Talks about how they did it, and you know that there had been attempts before to take these these scribbles and to you know to develop something. And it, it's you listen to there's like a three minute clip of this that you can go listen to. Of course, you know if you want something bigger, I think you got to pay for it. But you can go and listen to this three minute segment, and it sounds like Beethoven. I mean, it's clearly of his style, you know. But it it's. As one person puts it, that it's it's a almost a parody of Beethoven's style.
1: Yeah,
0: and it still shows the limits of artificial intelligence. And it, it, it talk, there were parts of where humans still had to intervene. Like, was this sketch a part of a certain area? You know, you talked about if you if you're familiar with the phrases scherzo and fugue. Yeah. Then you would know what they're talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's done music who's studied symphonies, you know, shares those the excited you know, the, the where it really ramps up and really energetic. Mm-hmm. Fugue is generally much lower and you know, and, and it it it's you know, different parts of the, the cause symphonies are not static. Yeah, they're of, dynamic. Of, they're, there's there's parts that are excited and energetic, there are parts that are slow mm-hmm. and, you and know, a
1: fugue and a fugue is an incredibly difficult um thing to follow because you've got a melody line that is going to show up everywhere. That's what a yep. fugue is. Whether it's whether you're playing it on the piano and it goes from right hand to left hand or an organ whether it goes from one manual to another, to a symphony where it goes from one instrument to another. Well that's the and, main you know, melody gets repeated for reason.
0: Talk talking about Beethoven. I mean here's if I go like this, bum 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 bum. Everybody knows that's it's a few, the fifth. But yeah. That's Beethoven's fifth. That's how Mm -hmm. he starts out, and you listen to it, you know, the first few minutes of it is that theme repeated in different ways, different, again, different instruments, different groupings, but that's a fugue, and so it was part of the fugue, you know, and so stuff
1: like that. And then it goes into da 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 da, which is a which is a variation of the original fugue. So exactly. yeah, I studied this. So yes, yeah, so, <laughs> I, I, I did there. too, a little bit, not not <laughs> not
0: deeply. I mean, I, but we took you know an intro to music class at seminary where they talk about a lot of these things, and I've, I've been interested in music. So, anyways, so they, they took this this AI. It came up with the sheet music that they then had the uh, was I think it was symphony orchestra, symphony orchestra in Bonn, oh, okay. Germany.
1: The and Germans they, they played and it. And
0: so you can go and listen to it. I'm not gonna put it in here. It is I'm not <laughs> uh, but it you know, because I, I it is um Creative Commons, so it could be it could be shared. Mm-hmm. But you can go and listen to it. And while it's an interesting thing from a technology standpoint, from the idea that artificial intelligence can do this, it's still you know, it's still not the same thing. This is not Beethoven. And there's going to be arguments whether or not it should be done. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's out there. You can If it's something you're interested in, go check it out. Um, otherwise,
1: and just enjoy a, all, everything else yeah. Beethoven has done. And as a musician, I will say to my musician friends, don't bother. Yeah. Because we, we understand that these components... You, know, it, you can't play with 200, 300-year-old stuff. Uh, you just you just can't the the mindset of his of his genius is way different yeah and that's not something an ai could actually i think capture correctly because well, then, it lived in a different time with a different set of rules with a different and yes we could try to program that in but we're doing it in hindsight not in you know well, it's, it's I'm, even, I'm being a snob sorry yeah well it's, it's not even it's not even
0: that it's, it's i think it goes deeper to can artificial, artificial intelligence ever actually re- Recreate the the creative process of the brain. Can artificial intelligence ever equivalent be equivalent to a human brain? And I would I'd argue at least with current technology, no. With our current understanding of how computers work and our current understanding of how the brain works, no. Because there's so much more to the brain mm-hmm. than just a computer. The brain is not a wet computer. I mean, right. I know that's the current analogy people use, but there's so much more. And again, this goes deeper into what are we as human beings on a spiritual right. level because our creativity our how our brains work ties so deeply into ourselves as human beings mm-hmm. it's not just you know the soul and the body are not separate the the brain the the mind are is not separate from the rest of us right. and artificial intelligence cannot recreate that at least not currently and maybe never
1: well i think it can create its own You know,
0: we can program
1: it with a sampling of things and it would probably and say you are, you know, write the program. You can choose what you think fits. But to recreate the mindset of Beethoven. Right. You know, I don't know. It's not the authors
0: of a Stargate plot or whatever, you know.
1: Now that genius has sailed or died or whatever, you know, and we need to appreciate it for what it left us. (laughs) <laughs> that's how I'm. That's how I'm looking. I'm
0: such there a musical snob
1: when it comes to that.
0: There you go. And then one more quick article. Uh, one that you you brought up, Joanne. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazon brings Alexa to hospitals and senior living centers. So Amazon has been doing things where they're trying to get Alexa. And sorry if I set it off. The a, oh, the a lady, <laughs> you know, to different different places like hotels, like apartments. And now they're focusing on hospitals and senior care centers, nursing homes, assisted living homes, places like that, where it's the the A-Lady, the, the devices, the Amazon devices are linked to like the nurse's station, are linked to the central administration of the, the facility and not necessarily standalone devices. Um,
1: yeah, I like that as someone who has um a loved one in a nursing home but it wouldn't exactly work for my loved one because of her dementia right so she would not be able to be t- be able to be taught how to use it effectively but i could see that there are you know there are people in this nursing home that can so mm-hmm. it would probably be you know when they can't get up out of bed you know right. a lady turn this on or a lady get me the the nurse yeah. or you know, or being able to talk to the nurse, yep, with if the nurse has something in her ear while they're running around to say, "Okay, I'll be right with you," rather than that call board going off, you mm-hmm. know, with twenty for twenty minutes and nobody answers it, right? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. there's where I can see the value in hospitals and in um, nurse and senior living and nursing facilities. But once they it, get dementia, yeah,
0: you know, it's well, it, almost it, it, impossible. It, it's, yeah, exactly. But I, I think the vast majority of, of residents in a care center or those who are in a hospital, it would it would be very beneficial. Yes. You know, something as simple as, you know, if someone's in the bed and they can't reach the TV remote, it's a lot easier to just say, mm-hmm. A, turn up," you know, turn to channel channel twenty three, you know, or right. adjust the bed. You know, the beds are capable of linking into this. You know, I need mm-hmm. you know, raise the head of my bed, you know, right. so far. Do this, do that. You Especially know, simple helpful. things like that. Especially yeah, helpful like you,
1: if you're in traction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, or you know, contact the you know, they could have it set up where, you know, call contact the 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 cafeteria and have this sent up. hmm You know, stuff like that. I mean there's there's very simple things that can be done just for the the, the the welfare of the patient. There's simple things for the care of the patient. Again, like you mentioned, you know, doctors or nurses instead of having to do rounds where they go to each patient they mm-hmm. can just you know call them and say hey i got a quick question for you right you know, and that can that can make their their job much more efficient when they've got 100 patients you know instead of having to go from room to room to room they can just quickly call them and 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 do what they need to do obviously yes that that should not completely replace the in person no, care no it shouldn't the doctors should be coming to the patient at least once a day the nurses should be coming to the patient on a regular basis right. but there's a lot of things that can be done that don't necessarily need to be
1: but it also didn't say in the article whether or not they were putting in you know dots or shows either, right. so if you've got something that has a screen on it, now mm-hmm. you even have eyes on the patient exactly. um a hospital that my relative went to um uh, because she broke a hip mm-hmm. during the pandemic had put in cameras had put right. in you know little camera the the um oh. The little Logitech webcams right. in each room so that they could, I don't know if it was cause so they could see the patients or if the patients could contact their families. Neither, Either way, right. if they can put those in a room and use them now, why not something like this? Exactly. I, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. And as long as Amazon doesn't screw it up. Well, you know, which it's it's what I'm afraid of. You know, we start using it for other things, even though it does say we're not going to share any personal info.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they did say (laughs) that they're not like, you know, they're not recording or anything like that. And they're not using it for their usual uh, data tracking or anything like that. But again, we talked about with Facebook and all that stuff. You can't trust these big companies to do the Mm -hmm. right thing all the time. But it's still I I, I think it is if it's done right, it can be a very good thing. I agree. Um, It can make people's life in the hospitals better, and it can make it easier for them, you know, for the doctors and nurses and everything to care. Mm -hmm. So that's something to look forward to. I'm sure we're going to see this one way or the other uh, eventually. (laughs) True. So let's move on to our, our picks of the week. And, Joanne, I'll let you do your pick first.
1: Oh, well, this is one of those picks that comes out of necessity when one gets a new office, you know, almost an hour away from home. Um, I picked up recently so that I could, um, not always be looking for, um, running to the kitchen An electric kettle. Mm. Now these things have been around forever and a day. And basically your electric kettle was fill it with water, plug it in and all, and it had a coil in it. And that's all it did was boil your water. Now, however, you can get them with a multitude of new things. The Mm. one that I ended up getting was the Cuisinart uh, CPK-17 Perfect Temp 1.7 Liter Stainless Steel Cordless Electric Kettle. Now, why all of that? Here's the deal. This thing, if you're a tea drinker like I am, is like one of the best things. Because what it will do is it has separate settings for every kind of different tea. So if you're doing green tea, it's 175 degrees. If it's white tea, it's 185. If you're like me and you don't care, just hit boiling, <laughs> yep. and that is for black tea. Um, it, it has 100 um, 1. 1.7 liter max on it. I don't. I haven't filled it at all full yet, uh, and it also has a keep warm. So it will go through its cycle. It will. It will boil your water. And then it'll keep it warm for thirty minutes. But I'll tell you, it keep the, my kettle stays warm. I'd say for at least an hour and a half mm-hmm. afterwards, and then it starts to really cool off. These things are great for offices. Oh yeah. When you when you don't have a little kitchen or a place like you know that you can go and do this, or you're trying to get tea out of a Keurig that everybody has had coffee in.
0: <laughs> it,
1: let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not a not a fan. So it right now on Amazon. Oh, geez, it's more expensive than I bought it. It's ninety nine. It's almost it's a hundred dollars right now on Amazon. Right. I had gotten it on some sale at sixty nine. Right. So watch out for the sales coming up because if you're in the market for something like this, it's yes, it's it's just, it's a tea kettle, but it's got technology in it, and mm-hmm. I still like stuff like that.
0: Well, and these things are nice for not just tea. You know, if you do Mm -hmm. French press coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, it's got a French press setting for 200 degrees so that you can heat. you know, for coffee. Uh, If you do instant soups or ramen, you Mm -hmm. can use these, you know, so there's all these kind of options. Yeah. These are, these are great. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, the $20 cheapy ones, but Mm
1: -hmm. something like this is nicer. And this is good too, because the, the carafe separates from the base. Mm-hmm. not, you know, the real cheap ones don't do that. The coil is in the inside, right? This is, this is the, all the mechanism is in that base. And that's what that's heats great. up the carafe. That That's so, great
0: where it heats up the bottom of the craft. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, and that's safer too. It you know, is those, much those, safer. Those coils can burn out and oh, yeah. Yeah, cheap ones can cause fires. So that's good. That's I've great. seen
1: barnacles on coils, <laughs> 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 but I won't say where.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that's either they boiled it out dry or they yep. used it to cook their soup in it. But that's in our story. That's by the way, don't do that. Yeah. Um, great, great pick. Yeah, that those those are very handy things to have. Um, my pick, I'm I'm going to do something different. I am going to pick a game that is only available. At least this version of the game is only available for Android because there's always picks that they're only available for iOS. So I have to do one for once. That's not available for iOS. So oh, nah, nah, nah.
1: go ahead. <laughs>
0: and actually the game the game I picked I'm sure there's a version like this for iOS as well it's retro minesweeper now if you oh. remember I you know Windows 3.1 had a good old minesweeper game that between that and solitaire much productivity was lost for decades yeah i have to admit that <laughs> so this is not made by Microsoft this is made by another company but it looks identical to the Windows 3.1 Minesweeper, but it has a lot of options. Of course, it's got the classic nine by nine with ten mines. You know, that's the one that everybody played to death. You know, but it can go up to thirty by twenty-four with hundred and eighty mines. So that's a pretty packed screen. Um, And it's got lots of other options. You know, you can yeah, it looks like the original Minesweeper, but you can get other themes for it. Of course, Uh, you can do other. You can. Do other things. You get coins that you can use to continue a game. If you blow up, you know, if you do it wrong, I want to continue it. You can hit continue, otherwise, you can restart just as normal. It does have ads, however, I can't remember exactly. It was like two or three dollars. Let me see if I can find it on this on this sheet here. Um, it's only like two or three dollars, a couple of bucks for to get rid of the ads permanently. Obviously, you can watch ads for more coins or whatever, you know how, how that goes, but. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun because it's just a simple Minesweeper. You know, you can flag the mines. You can do the you click a number that, you know, it's clear and it will clear more of the screen. And it's it's a good way to waste a few minutes. Um, So it's Minesweeper Classic Retro by still 57. And like I said, it's only for Android. And like I'm sure there's one for iOS out there somewhere Um, that's very similar. But it's just, you know, we know these games they are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, but don't tell me because then I'll want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you if you find an iOS one, send send Joanne a, a copy of it. No, I'm <laughs> no, no. <laughs> please. So that's our that's our, our show today. Uh, you know, we thank you for for listening. Be sure to follow this show. You know, if if you enjoy what we do here on Secrets of Technology, you be sure to follow it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or all the great places where you can find podcasts. And, of course, you can also find it on the SQPN YouTube channel. You, to find previous episodes of Secret of Technology and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com tech. You can email us at tech at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. For today, thank you, Joanne, for uh, joining for the Secrets of Technology. Thanks, Father Corey. And again, I'm Father Corey. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest.